and we are live, ladies yes, and gentlemen. Yes, I'm getting YouTube live. Boom. Saturday, the 21st of August, 2021. Uh, if you're joining us tonight live on the stream, um, then welcome. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast uh, on Sunday on like iTunes or, or Spotify or some such, um, then then also welcome. Um Thank you very much for joining us, uh, I was about to say this evening, or tomorrow, or whenever, um, at the end of this very tumultuous, uh, violent, volatile, um, pretty shit week. Uh, let's let's be honest, let's call it what it is. Um, I'm sorry to say that after some, some shootings in Plymouth, and then the implosion of Afghanistan, it's been, you know, it has been a, a very dark week. And I just want to be really honest that if you're tuning into this podcast, your week is not going to improve. Uh, you're, you're, you're on a real downward. It could. It could. There's a unity. Yeah. People might go, look, shit, but I'm in it with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in misery loves company, I think is the phrase. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. No, thank you sincerely to to anyone that's uh, to, uh, listening and, and tuning in and, and to all of that jazz. Um, you are tuned into episode 31 of A. Thompson and Other Disappointments. My guest this week is John Left of the Countryside, a favourite from the first season. I feel like such a bell end <laughs> calling podcast like oh, season like it, one. Man. Like I like the awareness yeah. of the bell endering. It's good. But it's I like it. yeah, I, I I really enjoyed our chat before, and uh, I, we, we mentioned in the sort of the pre-chat, the pre-pod chat that we did. we'd only probably spoken twice before we did the first one. Yeah, I think. And uh, and yeah, I, I enjoyed our conversation, and, and obviously we 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 go back and forth about the TikTok vids and comment sections, uh, and uh, and I thought, yeah, let's let's get you on. Let's have another chat. Let's have a beer. Um, I mentioned in the intro there, it's been a bit of a dark fucking week. Um, anyway, I'm grinning now how dark it's been. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. It's been, <clears throat> um, I mean, at the, at the very beginning of the week or, or just around, maybe, was it the day after my last episode of this? It was the, the Plymouth shootings. Uh, yeah, I think so. Which, um, you know, I don't... I, I, <sighs> I hesitate to go too deeply into these topics because I, I feel like there's so much depressing shit in the news at the moment. And I spend so much of my life sort of thinking, what's my angle of this? What's my, how am I going to make this funny? Or how am I going to make this in, um, insightful and entertaining for people to, and then when it gets to the podcast, I sort of just want to have a bit of a laugh sometimes, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think so. It was, it was last, last Friday. It kicked off. I was just checking the day. Mm. Um, I think what's become apparent in the news with the with the Plymouth shooting is everybody, people seem to need to really, really want a reason. Like there needs to be. It can't just be. I, I will. T I totally refuse to say his name. Right. I absolutely never said his name. Um, <clears throat> I, I think. I think. Fucking loser. Yeah. Um, I mean, we can call him anything. Is it like. enough of an excuse we can, for? Can we can we call him something else? Can we call him Cuntface or can we? Yeah, Cuntface is fine. We'll go with Cuntface. Cuntface. So, Cuntface. I think everybody has been building for a reason, and I knew the wheels were going to come off by Saturday mm. um, with the. See, having to push against my left wing brother, brother, brethren, right. because um, yeah. I think it's. I, I, I wouldn't say the incel thing either because I think it just 
I thought that was trouble when I heard, first heard it. You know, he oh, he searched for incel groups and he's mentioned incels on, on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I, th I, I really think it, that kind of... I know you... The thing is, Aid, we've, we spoke about this before. We, I remember that on the show, actually, last time. Mm. We were talking about this. The kind of blokes you go out with and all they talk about is how women are only after fucking arseholes. That's all they want. <laughs> That's who they want. Yeah. They do, I do know me, nicest bloke you've ever met. But what happened? Can't get a girlfriend. And you're like, it's you. Yeah. It's not that. It's you. And all you want to, you hope they heavily invest in cats. But right? rather than ninja stars, blowpipes, and air rifles. Because I've had those mates as well. Right. But and, yeah. so, so when they started uh, releasing the information uh, of who they thought was responsible and and what had happened and, and the incel angle to it. Did you have the yeah. same sort of um, like reaction or reflection as as I had, where I thought, it, yeah, is it just that this is lazy journalism where they're just you know doing what journalists do, which is there's a, mm -hmm. there's a shooter and then they quickly try and home through his social media and see what kind of person this was like how crazy was he oh look shit he he liked a video that was on something vaguely connected with incelism if that's even a word so but he did he mentioned incels on his youtube he had a youtube channel right cunt face had a youtube channel it was called like cunt face yeah uh, and he had a youtube channel where he kind of did these hour-long monologues that nobody watched before last friday ever like the 12 people who watched them and now they're trending um, probably right I think they shut it down. They didn't shut it down anywhere near fast enough. Oh, okay. Um, I was and then say, this like, incel thing just grew and grew. There's, there's your strategy for blowing up on YouTube. I mean, you know. You get, <laughs> it's done well. You get real desperate. A lot of these girls getting, <laughs> yeah, a lot of these girls getting kicked off OnlyFans. I'm just saying you have options. Um, well, it's that joke, isn't it? There's a, somebody, Ricky Gervais was playing at uh, Cornhill in Ipswich and somebody called Exchange and the journalist said, well, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to be famous? And he said, kill a prostitute. Yeah. He, he, he wasn't, it, it was what for? You do that, the fame, that's not what you want at all. But going back to it, I think, yeah. I think everybody ran with it. And I think the sad thing is people like Pretty Patel love it. The, where I knew we were in trouble is by Sat Saturday or Sunday. Sunday, I think it was Sunday, the Tory graph were calling him an incel, just saying right. he's an incel straight away. And they'd settled in and settled down. Um, and oddly, something came up about two days ago, because I'd never checked it. Yeah. When I first saw him, the first thought in my head was, that looks like a man who's got a problem with anabolic steroids. Mm. Like he was... He was like mid twenties, but he'd got way too many. He's got acne, uh, the active acne, and he'd got a hump between his shoulder and his neck here. Right. And I thought he looks like someone on anabolic steroids, and I'd, I'd never done it, so I used closed caption goo um, on it. I put steroid abuse in closed captions and and uh, cunt face, right. and googled it, and ta-da! Really, people on anabolic steroids well known for having a really good temper by the way anyone who don't know anyone on anabolic steroids yeah they're always oh they're the joys they're they're real party people uh, and we've had the the um coroner's inquest opened on friday mm -hmm. and the coroner gave the timeline so he argued with his mum and then he shot her uh that was what they're not saying that's what's caused it because the coroner's just giving you a timeline but supposedly he has an argument with his mum Goes upstairs, gets the shotgun, comes down, shoots his mum, and then shoots uh, four other people. Mm. I mean, 
here's a cunt. I think it's like my, my memory of last weekend when when it was all crystallised in the media landscape uh, was that the first reports, the early reports, suggested that he, yeah, that he was a misogynist who uh, mm-hmm. went on a killing spree, and I was under the impression that it was all women that he had just so was I yeah. yeah you would you would still think that now because they've tried to even lean like other fucking losers right. who, who are in these intel groups who go yeah yeah what he's done there is he's gone out and he's had a look and he's like who would you shoot and obviously he shot one of the things that's just i mean it's beyond disgusting and speaking about the, 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 the toddler who's killed, and he said, well, then this knobhead who, again, just wants fame for fame's sake, said, um, uh, anonymous, but I'll just say, uh, she was a girl. <laughs> right. Give me 20 minutes with him and a hammer. Yeah, I'd yeah. quite enjoy that, yeah. I um, Why aren't we, rather than looking at incel, rather than looking at internet, you know, these people, fucking losers, mm. who join these groups of fucking losers... Why aren't we re-looking at shotgun law? Mm. Why aren't we saying, why do you need a shotgun in your house? Why, um, you can shoot um, a twenty-two point two two pistol, you can shoot in the UK yeah. on a range. You can't take it home. You can't own one, but it's kept at the range. So you get to the range and then you get it out. And then you have your shots and put it back. Now I can't understand why there is why we couldn't do a similar scheme. I haven't got a problem with people. The ownership of shotguns. What the fuck you'd need one for in a in a in an area of Plymouth? Yeah. If do you, I'd say to own one, you have to join a shoot, um, because you have to yeah. join a shoot, and you leave your firearm with them, and you get there, and you've got a trigger um, lock. And they've got it locked in a safe and they give you your gun, your yeah. shotgun, and then you take their thing out. Why do you need a fucking shotgun in your house, this, you maniac This is the bastard. thing that, that sort of raised my eyebrows even more with this story. was like, how many people were like me where they thought, I didn't even fucking know that you could get a gun license in the UK. I thought that it was like... So I did, and I used to shoot rifles in competition. So I do know the laws, right. but I... Like, I don't have, there's no firearms in our house, by the way, just in case you was wondering. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually shit with a shotgun. Okay. Um, but, uh, but it's like, as soon as you realize that anybody with firearms in their house, anybody can become a liability. Yeah. That's why you don't have them in your house. Like it's just, mm. the, even if you do, even if you trust yourself implicitly, yeah. there's still a firearm in your house. Like, but if it's not there, nothing can happen. Yeah. Well, this is, this is always my, uh, my sort of go-to stance whenever i see people campaigning for everyone's right to have a gun like over in the states thankfully at this stage so far we don't have that same movement although the transition of the anti-vax movement from the states over to the uk has me wondering what else we might (laughs) but um when when i see people saying like everyone should have the right to bear arms like it, or, or they, they, they make it sound like, well, I'm not crazy. I'll never, sh- I'll, I'll keep it to shoot burglars if burglars come. Like they, in their minds, the only time they will ever shoot that gun is if a bad guy comes into the house and threatens Always. them. Always. But and and if you ask them, yeah, it, it completely disregards. It gets nuts. Like what happens when that guy's wife he finds out that 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 his wife has been fucking the pool boy, or like yeah. he's just gonna go crazy. He's gonna go, yeah, like, yeah, anything. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's moments in your life where you think, well, I feel like if you gave me a gun in a supermarket and went, for God's sake, don't shoot anybody. <laughs> I can't promise something might happen. But um, they don't exist. So it's fine. Right. The, the odd thing is, Aldi. when you talk to America, <laughs> when you talk to America, uh, well, a really good friend of mine called Sean, absolutely lovely. Him and his wife, and they've got a, um, they've got a little girl. She must be five or six now. And he said to me, uh, I said, what, why have you got a gun, Sean? He just bought a new one. And I said, how many is that now? And he went, uh, well, I mean, hardly any. I've got like five. And I was like, when's that going to come up? Like, when? Well, why are they four again? And he said, I know what you're going to do. You're going to be like, yeah, you know, nothing's ever going to happen. But what if somebody breaks into my house to rape and murder my wife and kid? And I said, do you want reality? And he said, uh, Oh, okay, if you think you know. And I said, I would pick whichever one goes with what you're wearing because that's what they're going to find you with with the body. With You'll have the gun. Because yeah. the guy who's coming in to rape and kill your kid, unbelievably, out of the lottery of life, you've picked like more chance of winning the lottery three times. But, yep, that's what's happening, Sean. He's coming in. He already knows he's got to shoot you because he's seen you already because yeah. he's mad as shit. You're not. You're sitting down. You've got a big bag of Doritos. You're watching TV. He's come out of the house to rape and kill your wife again. Yeah. Shooting you. He's a piss. He's coming in. So you need to pick what best goes with what you're wearing. If he's got like a red handle, yeah. it could really set off your oh, your hair or something. What are you doing? Well, also, you're gonna like, fucking die. It's like if you expect that shit to happen, shouldn't you? Like, I'd fucking move right before. <laughs> By like yeah, bringing agreed. weaponry into my house that my fucking daughter might find and blow her own head off. Like, how many times have we seen that news story where it's like some so many, gun yeah. enthusiast is like, yeah, you'll never take away my guns. And then the next week, their fucking kid shoots someone with it. Like, they think it's a yeah. toy. It's so heartbreaking, but so ignorant as well. It's like... Because we're all naturally, as humans, we're all naturally complacent as well. So it's like that, I'll always like it, I'll always do that. You won't! Mm. How does your wife find the porno? dvd you bought because you left it in the fucking player or it's there you're not batman you're just going to become complacent because that's what we do that's what's going to happen and it's going to fuck up um yeah and i just i I just think but 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 my whole thing why the reason we're really not looking at shotgun laws in the uk we're not getting people to keep them where they should be which is on um certified shoots etc etc is because lots of very rich people own very expensive firearms mm. one of my friends used to custom make shotguns and and they are unbelievable prices like low end 20 grand really like low end yeah, yeah. do you know that these are unbelievable weapons you know they're not they're just fancy as shit i've got a hundred thousand pound shotgun yeah yeah and they're f- fucking mad do you know what's strange though is like as as political volatility continues to explode uh like i i don't think afghanistan imploding and brexit and trump and like i don't think that's the end of it so as things get more volatile and worst case scenario like real doomsday scenario then we get into like the water wars where parts of europe and america are just uninhabitable and people start migrating and fighting to get and then the countries that have water in an okay climate are like just hacking and shooting people like refugee like if it gets really really bad like that people more more and more people are going to want guns and gun manufacturers are going to lobby 
and then governments of these countries like the UK are going to be like, all right, political suicide, guns is political suicide. It's weird. It just rings to like, there's that little bit. I think it's a chip on our shoulder that we can go, oh, at least we don't all shoot each other. Like whatever. And I've seen Americans try yeah. to join in on, on things. They've gone, you your PMs at Bellend. And they go, oh, yeah, but we don't shoot school kids. And you're like, yeah, but wait, you just have the debate that's there. You, you can't, if he does something, yeah. you know, we're like, you know, like if somebody says, you know, if I'm trying to have a debate with somebody and they go, who do you think would make a better prime minister than Boris Johnson? And I go, well, my dog, like <laughs> that's generally my answer or draw a face, like, draw a balloon, put a face on it. And they go, you've got a massive forehead. That's a different game. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't change the game. Yeah. Come on. Why, why are you changing the subject? Like we, you know, my favorite <laughs> comment. Defend him. For fuck's sake, defend him. You love him. I'm saying a balloon is as worthwhile as Boris Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite comment that I've had this week, was uh today actually no yesterday um and it was like i remember last time we were chatting we were talking about sort of like cumulus like abuse like trolling that you get. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um boring and and i got a guy on a video yesterday where he said um he goes he goes i'm currently printing your picture out <laughs> to, to use it as a dartboard <laughs> and i was like i was like wow that's like I mean, what do I even fucking say to that? Like, so I send me some pics. I want to do some merch. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it would make good do. merch. Is it, it good? Does it work? Yeah, like dartboard is right there next to like something you could put into a pub urinal. So you're just pissing on my face yeah. the whole like. Yeah, does it fit? Because I'm in. Yeah, I want I want fifty percent because it's my face. But I, I thought, oh, I'll reply back because it's you know it is quite funny, and I'm not that yeah. you know my, I'm not that sort of paper thin skinned about no this. no no so, yeah uh, take care, so i said oh that's wicked like um so is it like tri- triple 20 for each massive ear and then like bullseye for the gap in my teeth and then and i thought he would you know let's get some banter going with the truck yeah yeah that's good, and it that's was good. exactly the same as the last time we were talking because he did like all the banter left the room and he just went yeah yeah that's right <laughs> <That's> like <laughs> It's like, oh, well, now you've killed it. And now I'm just bored. Yeah, that's you, you can't agree now. Yeah. That's just absolutely wicked. But, um, um, yeah. You've got Megan. Who's in chat? M- Megan, Gavin, and Melissa's just joined. Melissa Horton. Yeah, hey, Full guys. Followers and people like that. You know what? Followers every, every time we do a live stream of this, uh, at the end of the stream, I come back to the chat and I'm like, oh, Fuck! I keep forgetting to get the chat involved. You've got a, and... The pros, you've got to bring it at mine. On the mine's on the screen, oh, but right. I can't see the video. All right, braggy. You just press the three dots at the top and press pop out, and then you can just have the chat on the side. All right. Can I? I'll try that in a minute. At the top of the chat, at the top of the chat, yeah. there's three dots. Pop just hit chat. them, and they say, "Oh, would you?" Like and they that? say, "Pop out," and then bang, yeah, you've got it. Handy. And you just move it over to the side, and it ticks along them. There we go. All right. Um, Thank you very much. <clears throat> it's a pro. I do this every fucking yeah. week. Um, wait, wait, hold on. Let me just. Yeah, yeah, I'm with that. I don't like the the banter bollocks. Just, I just think, no, come on. There's loads of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've got. <laughs> no one's realised I've got really long arms. Yeah, that that's. I look like Mr. Tickle. It's mental. Like I can touch my knees. That stood up. Like it's fucking mental. Because I've got tiny legs, <laughs> really long arms. Everyone always concentrates on the head, or you look old. Well, I guess you. It's difficult. But there's nothing I can do. It's difficult to get an understanding of like dimensions and ratio on a tiktok video because 
They're well up for that straight away. Do you know you've got a massive forehead? I absolutely do because we've got a mirror <laughs> and it's been massive for ages. But thanks for noticing. It's not forehead, it's definitely a five. Yeah, yeah. Minimum. Uh, what's up, Gavin? What's up, Megan? What's up, John? Meggy Moo. Melissa. Um, yes. Hey, guys. You sat through my quite little bit. I was a bit squiffy and did a live the other day. I've been, I'm, I'm, I'm silenced on TikTok right now. You've been censored. I, You've been cancelled. I've been cancelled. I got, I got a seven-day posting ban, a posting, commenting, and messaging ban, and then I got that reduced to three on appeal. Right. Because I hadn't broken the rules, but I still had to keep the three. Yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. It's like, all right, okay, you've proven your innocence, but you've still <laughs> got to go to jail for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, because we've wasted a lot of time and money with this court. Yeah. Okay? You understand that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to move on to, to some of the other stories of the week. So um, Yeah, absolutely. I did, a, I did a podcast last night of just me talking to myself like a fucking madman. Um, uh, so I've covered a, a, a couple of bits and pieces, but... On the Dominic Raab uh, saga, like my my take on it was that although I'm no fan of him, uh, I feel like the implosion of Afghanistan and the the anger that's being directed um, at him is is actually sort of kind of misplaced in a way. But the anger is at the British government and the American government for pulling out and creating this sort of huge implosion. Uh, that's going to have an output of an erosion of civil rights and there's already violence and punishment and there will probably be beheadings and, and horrible, awful stuff. Oh, fuck, it's going to go mad. But Rob is the, now the face. He's managed to wriggle himself into this awkward position in the corner where he's the face of this failure because he refused to answer a phone call. Um, but I think, But I think he's... Right... I'll just immediately just say Dominic Raab was always going to be a terrible foreign secretary and he's proven himself to be that. But the problem is that they weren't they weren't using the foreign secretary position for that for the last mm. um, 18, no, when did it happen? Last March. So for the last, what's that, year and a half? Yeah, 18 months. <clears throat> Dominic Raab, everybody... Anybody who knew the who knew a little bit about Westminster was going on in politics. Rob was being kept clean throughout the pandemic. Rob isn't there. Rob's not there. When Boris says um, stack the bodies high, mm. we've got Sunak's in the room, Hancock's in the room, Pretty Patel's in the room. Rob is never mentioned and is not in the room. Why is that? Because he's never there. Because they, I think, they'd realised early on. When Boris gets caught with when, when Boris gets COVID and they think he's going to die, the Tories have to make a decision. Who do they want to be the PM? Should he? Should he actually? Broke it. Yeah. Who? What are we going to do? So they convince Gove that nobody in the fucking planet wants Michael Gove as the PM, no. and no one's going to put up with it. And he's he's a fucking idiot and weak as piss. But they're going to fall for Rob because nobody really knows him that well, and he looks like he could be. Yeah. So then I think as soon as they realised how precarious it was that Boris was a, a decision away from fucking it up, it was like mission keep Rob clean. And the second person they kept clean was Sunak as well. They tried to keep him as clean as possible. So you end up with this wishy-washy, piss-poor budget mm. that really doesn't – it's nothing. He basically stood up and went, same again, and then sat down. It was right. the weirdest budget. With 
billions of billions of pounds in debt. We're now two trillion pounds in debt. And they were like, what's he going to do? Who's he going to put it on? Is he going to, is he going to follow his own guidance and double the, um, uh, double certain taxes and, you know, hit the big boys. And he just went, uh, not right now. And sat down. Mm. But Rob had always been kept clean. And so his problem was, before it actually kicked off in Afghanistan, they couldn't let him put his head above the parapet. So I'd nearly swear that he'd spin and everything else kind of went, you fuck off on holiday, right? Yeah. And it, it, it'll be fine. Nothing, whatever, you know, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to get that bad. And then, you know, it'll be fine. And so by keeping him clean, they, they threw him to the, to the dogs. And now... I think he's fucked because now no one wants him as the prime minister. Yeah, yeah. It's there's a, a weird sort of cruel irony to it, isn't it? Because it, I, I hadn't really thought of that. <laughs> I hadn't noticed uh, Rob being kept outside. Not of present. And if you watch, and, yeah, even at the inquest with Dominic, um, fucking hell, little gargoyle bastard. What's his name? Cummings. Cummings. Yeah, yeah. He even says that Rob. Oh, Rob was not. You know, Rob. He's a good one. He he says that, and he mentions Sunak as well as being great. Yeah, both great guys. And Gove never says anything bad about Gove, does he? He just leaves those. Leaves this like little fucking horrible bit alone. Just completely. Just goes. Yeah, I know they're all great. But like, Sunak is a fucking idiot. Like it's the worst budget ever. He's a twat. And if anybody inspects it, he's got to get through this triple lock pension nightmare. So he's he's fucking going to commit political suicide. Gonna, I, I read the other day that there's a, a a strong chance that he will be removed from the chancellor role because didn't he push back on Boris to? Uh, there was something that he sort of went his own way on, sort of rubbed Johnson up the wrong way. Or something. So now he saying... got into an argument the other week. I can't what it was about. I think there was the he wants to do. He wants to remove the tri triple lock pension, and Boris is saying it's a pledge, and we've got to do it. And Rob's got to go in with what? <laughs> like so, there's so many people currently in cabinet that have got no reason for being there. Like Pretty Patel and Gavin Williamson. The only reason they've got a job is because just before a reshuffle, they've done something even dumber. So he can't possibly shuffle them out of position because it, then it looks like he hasn't got any confidence in them. Mm. Rather than going, let's give uh, let's give someone else a go. Yeah. If they've actually just done something else. This is... You're like, yeah, if everybody be here next Wednesday, what the fuck are you doing? This is a point I keep coming back to is like this cabinet is comprised entirely of sort of sycophant Brexiters. The only reason they're all in their posts rather than the infinitely more qualified uh, seasoned moderate conservatives that actually used to yeah. populate the party um, is because they were willing to say, yeah, I love, I love Boris Johnson. He's, he's my man. He's great. And also I love Brexit. Yeah. Even former <laughs> Remainers then switched yeah, just went, and went, yeah, no, no I, I didn't Brexit mean it now. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hancock was the perfect example as well. Prior to, yeah. prior to becoming part of Boris's yeah, government, yeah. prior to backing out of the leadership yeah. run, he was like, he's a fucking knob. Liz, Liz Truss, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. I think they yeah. were like. Well, she doesn't like, didn't like Boris and still does. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so... like, I thought you said that you thought Brexit was shit. No, no, I I thought that um, a ministerial car is really cool. That's what I said. Yeah, I'll have a ministerial car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I don't get the bus. Brilliant bus. Yeah. Do you see the paintwork on it? It's, uh, it's funny. I, I saw a, a tweet from James O'Brien earlier where he said that the only thing that you could actually get sacked for in this cabinet is admitting how bad Brexit is. 
Like if you came out, if you were like Dominic Raab <laughs> or like Pretty Patel and you said, actually, Brexit's causing us some serious issues and we shouldn't have moved that far. It, it was always going to be a 10 year or 15 year project and we fucking rushed it through. And now we have to deal with the case. If you said that as a cabinet minister. That's just your rejection seat. Oh, you'd just, be fucked. You'd be so you're like, fucked. Boris, really sorry. I fucked your wife the other day. It was, well, uh, uh, that's going to happen. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> And they're like, oh, what the uh, I pissed in that decanter. That's not whiskey. Yeah. That is my urine. And you've been drinking it for days. Uh, uh, well, these things happen. Uh, if you could find the toilet and then yeah. just go, oh, Brexit is bullshit. Out. Yeah. Yes, I'm free. Did you see? Why does Rob even want to be in that position? Why the fuck wouldn't you just? I thought he was going to quit today. Yeah. I thought, I thought. We've got we've got the two ticks. He said I'm not going to quit. Boris has said I'm not going to fire him. I was like, so sad. Yeah, <laughs> time to fuck off. Yeah, now. but this is a, this is a, a recurring thought in my mind at the moment. It's like people talk a lot about post-truth politics, and and that is a thing, obviously. But I I think actually what we're living through now is post-shame politics, where things that people would have resigned for even ten or fifteen years ago actually now they've learned that the news cycle moves so quickly that they just have to keep their head down for 60 72 hours somewhere around that region and something will move along yeah nothing if you haven't been fired in those two weeks you're done and i mean if we can look at matt mancock killed people and, and everybody was like and then two weeks later it was like he killed people and then but they were like yeah but he's all right love. i saw him jogging this morning that's, what? that's ancient okay. history that's two weeks ago <laughs> yeah. what, what are you talking about? we all do silly things my 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 favorite thing about this is that they um they they like they a they're all as bad as each other they've all fucked up it like and, and in any other industry they would have been fired about two or three times now like uh so Definitely. pretty patels your dominic robs um, Michael Goves, like a, a pick any fucking cabinet minister and they've all fucked up <laughs> bad. Not just like, oh, that was a bit of a miss. Like they've, they've, they've really fucked it a couple of times each. And, um, but what they do is with Pretty Patel, when she was in hot water, there was that whole like rally round the Pritster thing. And then when Matt Hancock was in hot water, then they, they, got their whatsapp messages like oh you better support matt hancock because he's in hot water blah 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 so then they all went out on twitter like oh i i thoroughly support matt hancock and i've never seen somebody that works so hard and like it's i've never seen somebody with so much hair look at it <laughs> what a what a beautiful bountiful hair but it's so you just been someone ollie in chat has just said he talks like a socialist yet he's center left but he but he <laughs> you have to actually say i'm a socialist that's how socialism works yeah, kind of thing ollie. i don't really subscribe Oops. to labels i know that sounds like a cop-out but um, that's okay we, we'll talk about that in a second ollie um yeah 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 definitely uh, ollie that's a good my, point my point i wanted to get to there was that they they send out these WhatsApp messages, these group things, like directives to their cabinet ministers and, and all of their staff to say, in this instance, um, oh, I've never worked with a secretary of state that works as hard as Dominic Raab. He's a hero. And everyone that works with him really says that he keeps his head down, blah, blah, blah. Like, or just this sort of There must blanket. be cabinet ministers who are going like, I've got jam on my head making loads of jam. I'll do it later, definitely. I can't find my phone. Like, I'm not fucking tweeting Like, that. where's the integrity? Like, where's these... <laughs> these are all, like, ministers who privately, so I'm led to believe, would say, yeah, his position's untenable. Like, he's completely... Yeah, I mean, it's bugged. ridiculous. Um, he has no... But I think... Like, he's... But if you're Dominic Raab, you must be kind of... I'm just trying to find my phone. Like, hi. Yeah, I'm really a bit worried. I don't know if I should quit. But I've been thinking about something. <clears throat> 
Has Gavin Williamson quit yet? No. Okay. No, I'm staying. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like, no if Gavin Williams still, still got a job. Yeah. Uh, was there a record number of immigrants across the channel this week? Yeah. No. And she still hasn't quit. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's no fucking point. The police force hater. We've got more migrants crossing the channel than ever before. Yeah. But it's so... Do I quit now? Fuck it. I'm saying. It's, it's so sort of indicative of, of the way that they operate. This sort of populist, substanceless, total <laughs> lack of policy where they fuck up or they don't do anything or they lie about doing something and and chaos ensues and then instead of actually trying to address it or fix the problem or release a new policy or do like actually take some fucking ownership and responsibility of it instead of doing any of that what they do is like quick rally around the printster quick send out some tweets so like <laughs> and in this instance like i was tweeting about this earlier i was like just use a template i reckon they've just used the template but they just removed yeah, one word yeah i am very happy happy is a good word but <laughs> yeah it's like the old um like excel and outlook integration where like you just type in the name of the minister who's in hot water like it, this week it's dominic i have never worked for someone who's hard working as dominic and then like just sent okay it goes okay pretty's used hard working what are you gonna say i, I like his suits you like his suits we all like his suits pop that yeah. down he's got the best suits. Okay. it's good to know though it's like good, to, good to know that in this this violent and politically volatile time the implosion of foreign countries and, and tens of thousands of refugees, not only, no doubt, like on their way over here. But like, it's good to know that the government are working really, really hard to save Dominic Raab. Yeah, yeah. Not, not yeah. people who are going to get fucking murdered. Yeah. Just this fucking idiot. On, he faced Kay Burley, party girl Kay Burley, as I like to call mm. her, on Monday. Um, <clears throat> and um, he sat in the studio and he looked... This is a fine comparison. I've checked this with my legal team and we're fine. He looked like Tom Hanks in Philadelphia right at the end. Really? That's exactly what he looked like. When Tom Hanks is, because Tom Hanks has is, is been made up to look like he's got um, AIDS. Yeah. He hasn't got AIDS. So this is not a description of anybody with AIDS. Right. He looks like an actor who's playing as if he's in the end bit of AIDS. Yeah. And Dominic Robb looked like that. We just sat down. He'd got an like, ill-fitting suit that was like an inch out on the collar. And just just there, looking quite frail. Didn't look like he just got back from holiday. Yeah. Like didn't look like he'd been knocking back Uzos the day before. But yeah, I'll do another shot. Do you think that's like did you did you ever used to do that when you would come in after calling a sickie? Or like if you were oh, looking like, like shit. Yeah. I've never called in a sickie ever. Really? Never, ever. Yeah, never called Oh him. mate, I've called some fucking blinders. <laughs> I've time. never done it. No. I once came to work, still shit faced from the night before. Like I was like it yeah. was an accident. I split up with an ex, and uh, accidentally split up with your ex. Was... No, that was on purpose. She's a wanker. Oh, yeah. But it was like two o'clock in the morning, and uh, like you know, and you know, it's just bad decision nightmares you're in. Yeah. And it was like, hey, two for one on the shots. Well, I'll have another then. And they just twatted and then left. And then I walked. Um, a friend of mine needed to be walked home and she was like, do you live my way? And I was like, yeah, definitely. She didn't. I walked like three miles out of my way. Yeah. Got back to my place at like four o'clock. Yeah. Um, I was at work at quarter to seven. And I walked in and my boss was like, she just came, she walked in that morning and went, morning, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then she took a pack of uh, chewing gum, gave me it and went, eat that, do not speak to me. And I was like, okie doke. Yeah, I mean... 
if that was a one-off for you, then you're a, it was, a way yeah, better sorry. person than I am. Because in my <laughs> in my teens and twenties, I was a fucking terror. With like, I was working in a bowling alley, and my boss there, um, I like, I, I think it's to a large extent my circle of friends are all fucking booze hounds. Like they love getting on it, and always have done. And um, and so for me, it was always sort of you know socially acceptable to go out until like one or two in the morning. Oh yeah, yeah. If, yeah, you, yeah even if you got work the next day, like you just rock up with a hangover, and it's sort of like a funny thing. It's like oh, I was out till like yeah. I've definitely worked in industries where I'm just absolutely mullered like yeah in the morning. But I used to have this boss, and uh, I was working in the bowling alley, and he was not like that at all. He was he just for him. I don't know if you know people like this, where they say the word drunk. There's just, it's like a silent, like, there's a layer of judgment to it when they say the word <laughs> drunk. It's like... Yeah, like you've made an error. No, I didn't. Yeah. I knew I was getting it's fucked like, Why up. are you trying That's to fucking that. heap shame on me? Like, I had, <laughs> I had a good night. What the fuck? Like, I would walk into the sales office and uh, he would go like, um, oh, morning aid. And I'd go, uh, yeah, morning. And he would just be able to fucking tell. He was like a mind reader or so like he, he was like i can always tell when you got hammered last night because like i can just see you got, like a eyes. club stamp on your hand <laughs> yeah no just like like he he reckoned that i had sort of like watery eyes or something the next morning but he um he was like but he would this is how he would say it. he would go like so did you get drunk last night <laughs> like like not did you have a good night not oh so were you and your mates going out getting hammered like so did you get drunk last like I'm like my mum. The opposite. She she will do the excuses for me. Oh really? Like if I go, oh, I just had a bit. I had a couple too many last night. Mum will be like, oh, well, did they did they have a wine you like? And I went, yeah. And she'll go, oh, that makes sense then. That can happen. Yeah, <laughs> she yeah. just makes any excuse. Like the night before, like someone was going, you can't down a quarter of a pint of tequila. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. mum's just making excuses John's feeling a bit he's feeling a bit um, he's a bit delicate it'd be fine did your parents ever like were they honest with you about their alcohol intake what I've totally true I've <clears throat> my dad's 74 this year <clears throat> I've never seen my dad drunk really and my mum's been teetotal for 20 years so I've never seen her drunk but I've never ever seen my dad drunk ever like I, I used to go around my mates houses and their dads would be shit faced and I'd never ever seen my That's dad piss he, when... he'd have a couple of like like when he's round I always have a bottle of scotch for my dad in the house and he just he's 74 now so like three whiskeys just falls asleep yeah <laughs> he'll look down for too long and he's just asleep my my parents like so my dad is actually basically the same as as yours in in a way like i've never seen him drunk ever even on his <laughs> when he got married the third time uh, he <laughs> yeah. had a stag night of sorts and uh you know we were all out getting hammered and um and we, so we bought him like double vodka red bulls because this was like fucking 15 20 years ago or something and uh uh i remember yeah, yeah, 2002, 2003. That, yeah, yeah and uh, he he just sort of sipped it and he wasn't really interested in it. And me and my brother were like Spruce. getting hammered. And uh, so I've never seen him drunk. Um, my mum, on the other hand, like the reason I ask about like, you know, were your parents honest with you about their alcohol, etc. Is because my mum, and I've heard this from friends of mine, their mums, they come out with this, this shit when you're like, you know, 15 your mum is like i don't know 45 or 47 yeah 
and then she's obviously fucking hammered because she's having like t- two <laughs> bottles of wine and dancing and singing terribly along with whatever like and then the next day you go like so hangover like you know because by that point you know what hangover is and then your mum yeah. your mum says this she goes no no i was just tired i was just tired. <laughs> You were tired, were you? That's why you were singing, fucking dancing on the chair. Like, well, the two bits that so <clears throat> I've said this before on, on TikTok. Somebody came, I had, a, I had somebody go against me on this. This was really funny. Like, it was a debate. Thief. I said, uh, right. I said, my mum's actually, a, I, I, like, on a TikTok, I went, my mum's a preacher. And they were like, no, she's not. It's not a debate or a pantomime. <laughs> she, yeah. she is. <laughs> just, I'm not going to tell you her actual fucking name and go, yeah, she is. Here's her preaching. Yeah. Go fuck. Go, you go find her. Go to as many churches as you like. She's shortened from Lancashire. You'll find her. Yeah. She's quite, does a lot of stuff about hell. So I've never seen my mum pit. But the first, one of the first hangovers I ever saw was my own nan. Right. So my dad's mum at my cousin Ian's wedding, she got shit-faced on Harvey's Bristol Cream or something like that. Yeah. Like, nan, it was all like North London. Do you want another sherry? Oh, shit. Oh, my camera's gone here. Sorry, right, back. <clears throat> she said, uh, it was like, Nan, do you want another sherry? And she went, and she went, oh, uh, yeah, go on then, I'll have another one. And she got twatted. And the next day, she was so hungover, she she didn't want to put her false teeth in, so she spent the whole morning. You know, and I didn't know she'd got false teeth. I was like 10. Yeah. So I never, you know, it doesn't come into anything. So I've got this Nan who's just walking around, talking like that, yeah. like like. And she's kept saying, someone put something in my drink last night. I thought, you fucking yeah. did. Yeah, you. <laughs> fucking <laughs> sherry. And I said, Nan, you kept having sherry last night. And she was yeah. going, don't, oh, lies. Lies and evil. I said, water. Like, you fucking didn't, you lying back. It's like, that used to be the go-to excuse. Like, I've I've had so many friends who have come out with that fucking nonsense where like, they get mate. so hammered. And then make a bit of a tit. And like, we've all made a tit of ourselves yeah, when yeah, we've been absolutely. pissed, right? Yeah, just own it. That's yeah. the key. Own it. Uh, take, sure. take some fucking responsibility, right? Like, it's like, they, they'll, I don't know, they'll get in an argument with someone or they'll think they lost their keys. And yeah. then they're, they're getting really angry. Like, where the fuck are my keys? Why is nobody listening to me? Like, and then yeah. and then the next day they, you know, they feel the shame, the post, you know, the, the hangover, the post booze shame. And then suddenly then it's like, I think somebody spiked my dream when we were in Fatspar. Like, oh fucking really? Like, like there's not <laughs> we were... enough for a hypnol in this in the in the southeast for the number of people that have told me they've had their fucking drink spiked. We were in a tiny little pub in uh, my, my old old hometown, Felix. Though in this really small pub, and it's kind of famous for having like locally famous for having no jukebox, no fruit machines, like mm. nothing. It's just old men getting wanking. And me and my mate went in there, and we were d- drinking like just just pints. We had a few, but about six pints. And then my mate went, he went out to get some air. I'm just going to get some air. Right. And he came back, like, pale, bit of a light sweat on. Matt, did you throw up in the car park? No. Okay. And then, like, and then instantly, you know, if you know you think someone's puked, you're like, <clears throat> right then. Yeah. Round of aftershock, I reckon. What do you think, Matt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're not there to get away with it, <laughs> yeah. And the next day, he was obviously completely, like, fucked. And um, he admitted on the way home that he'd been sick. And then the next day, it was like, I think someone put something in my drink. Like, 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 like bomber speed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that is happening in rural pubs in East Anglia. Yeah. 
the time. But it's like... You've actually got a new method where you put a beer mat on your, on your glass when you're a 25-year-old man with cats. They, they, yeah. You're the prey. But, but here's the wild thing. is like people, when you're like, you know, 23 or 25, that actually seems like a good get-out-of-jail-free card. It's like, oh, shit, I made a tit out of myself or, yeah. or I was a bit outrageous or I was, a, you know, I showed the whole pub my penis. like so it's Stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And you think, yeah. if I just tell them that I have my drink spikes, then that'll that'll fix it all so i get that when you're young and you know perhaps a bit naive but when when like i was i guess i was about sort of 20 so my parents like my mum and my stepdad must have been about like nearing 50 maybe early 50s um and still like when my stepdad would go out for like his sort of you know i'm gonna meet up with me old mates in town like, yeah. they would go out they would have a fucking skin full he would come back shit hammered just like bouncing off the walls wasted and then the next day he would come out with stuff like oh i think like he wouldn't say his drink was spiked but he would say this he would go like yeah i think one of the one of the beers that we had was a bit dodgy in one of those <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like can you How many fucking... times? Uh, the thing is, when does you grow nobody up, own it? Like even when they get to like fifty-three, nobody yeah. takes responsibility. I just think there's this bit. I got, I got um, like most people who know me, it took my wife years and years to get the hang of this. I just tell people stuff, stuff right? Like I just say, like like if we're, I've sat in a pub and somebody said, "Do you see that thing about the uh, conspiracy theory about the moon?" I'll just say. I, I, honestly, I, I just don't want to hear it. I know you've got this whole set in your head and you think anyone gives a fuck, but they really don't. We definitely land on the moon. Shut the fuck up. I just can't be bothered with it. Yeah. And when I used to do that, my wife would be like, oh, you are a wanker. And then about, because she's five years younger than me, and then about a year ago, she, she it kind of finally clicked. She was like, I get it. It's just not worth it. And it was like, that's it. There's no point. There's no point waiting for wasted 45 minutes of my life listening yeah. to this guy's shit. So I just tell him to shut the fuck up. It's so much quicker. He's a bit offended. He'll get over it. I didn't have to listen to 45 minutes of shit. And, and that is all sort of encompassing in the own it method of yeah. life like i've woken up in the mornings and gone like rang different mates uh do you remember that thing i did last night i was a knob i didn't mean it i'm so sorry that is shameful what a prick i am and most of the time they're like nah it wasn't that bad because because you owned it as soon as you go nah yeah it's, it's like a sort of like i mean i talk about this sometimes on on tiktoks and and stuff but there's there's a likability and there's a there's a sort of um, an element of social collateral to be had from people just showing some self-awareness and yeah. and owning their shit, like going like, oh, like like in my professional situation, I'd be in like what you call a stand-up meeting where every morning you go through what you did yesterday and what you're going to do today and blah, blah, blah. And, and sometimes in those meetings, you just have to hold up your hands and go like, oh, oh, fuck, was that me? Oh, all yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Holding up my hat. That was, I, I really fucked up. I'm so sorry, guys. And then, like, you know, two or three people will go, like, oh, hey, do you bell it? But, like, it's over and done with. Yeah. And I definitely. think there's a, there's a, a, an uptick socially to be had by just being the sort of person that can say, oh, fuck, I, <laughs> you're going to hate me. <laughs> Here's what I did. You're going to have to work <laughs> through lunch. But and it's all good. If you're me, that right? guy in life as well, though, if you're kind of one of those people, um, so I, I have this thing. I used to have, uh, for years, I had an assistant. And uh, I'd always do the same thing with assistants, which is like, this has come back and it's and it's wrong. And uh, um, I've been through everything. And I know I didn't do it. 
Uh, I think what you've done is this. Well, I didn't do it. There's two of us. Yeah. And I'm like, right, what I'm saying is I didn't do it. Yeah. There's no way. Like, I've checked. I wasn't here. I was in Tunisia. Yeah. Listen, how do we think this happened? I don't know. I think the computer broke. Excellent. Good. Cool. Like, now we know where we're moving. But I think there's a thing in life. Like, men, uh, male friends of mine won't tell me if they're having an affair. Like, I, I've got male friends of mine, and they'll say, there's this girl in the office, and I go, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And they'll go, what? I go, I don't care. Whatever you want to dilute your bullshit with, don't do it to me. Because I, I honestly don't care. And I know what you're trying to do, and what you're going to do is feed through some shit about, like, you know how Megan's been really weird recently? Nope. I'm not into it. Go away. Poor Megan. I don't want to... Megan tuning into the chat. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, I just kind of went straight ahead. Sorry, mate. Um, Sarah, like yeah. Sarah's been really like, busy with the kids. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I don't want to hear yeah. the bullshit because if anyone fucking asks me, then I don't know. Then it's not my fucking problem. So fuck off away from me yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I, I want to sort of tap into this this other news story that came about yesterday. Uh, the OnlyFans changes. Have you? Have, have it's you a great one. Read about this? Yeah, this yeah, is... I have heard all about it. Right. I think there's such a weird mixture of stuff going on with it as well. Yeah, it's like, like so. So I, I I've done a, a TikTok on it, and, and I talked about it a little bit on the um on the the thing that I did last night on the other podcast. Um, I guess my take on it, really, very briefly. I won't go into the same rant that I that I did before. But my take on it really is yeah, that we we live in this sort of capitalist uh society where we celebrate people with with you know coming up with a new idea and you take it to market and then if you if you build a billion dollar business out of it then you know god bless you you crack on like everybody loves money let's just let's be enterprising about it and then you know i'll, I'll get out of your hair and blah blah, blah. Uh, and what's weird about this is uh you have companies like uh, credit card payment processors and banks and investors who are not willing to work with a company like OnlyFans based on their own local values. So you'll have like um, Stripe, other payments company who who do OnlyFans, um, and they don't want to work with OnlyFans because they have it's against their values of like I don't well I've I've not read their corporate values, but I imagine it's something along the lines of like you know family friendly or like always PG rated clients or or some shit. Um, and and it's it strikes me as weird because it's like we celebrate this whole thing of like you just come up with an idea, you put it out to the market, and God bless you, you make some money and grow a billion dollar business. But then we get these payment providers and banks who are just like, yeah, but not that. Like I'm on this as well right because you're Just an only I... superstar or obviously no because what so i work in vaping and have done for a number of years and um <clears throat> lots of people so this isn't new this demonetization isn't new right and i've got a couple of like insider tips for people and i've got another bit as well so <clears throat> so youtube demonetized all vaping videos about three years ago and you think, oh, that's not that major. But I know people who are making five to ten thousand dollars a week. Fucking hell. From vaping videos. So when I say that, people are gonna go have that reaction. Well the fuck? Absolutely. Um if you if you are if anybody watching happens to be a vapor, Nick, a friend of mine who is Grim Green, who has got a you know, 
300,000 subscribers or something stupid like that. Uh, my friend Mark Todd up in Scotland, he's got 150,000. And blows uh, my mind. Like, I never they, could understand they, how there's such a subculture around fucking vaping. Absolutely. <clears throat> they ended it, they demonetized their videos overnight. Just went, nope, done. Same reasons uh, the advertisers. Who, were, who who actually pay for YouTube, mm. didn't want to pay anymore. They didn't want their adverts before the video, so they just went demonetized. And what I will say to the people who... I've seen quite a few uh, videos from people who don't understand social media saying, oh, if you can't go on OnlyFans, just you'll go over here. Right. Well, you know, what I really hope you've done is kept the money and invested it, done something else with it, because you're going to need the money, mm. right? Don't piss money up the wall chasing something, because you'll find they'll just keep pulling away from you. Mm. Like the, all these, they'll find a way, and they'll just keep pulling at you. That that that's a whole different thing to this, though. I, I've never, I promise this, I've never been on OnlyFans. I have no idea. I understand the concept. I, I get what it is mm. like, through explanations from people. What I've really not enjoyed in the last few days is people who think they're smug as fuck. There's been some young lady, mostly, that I've seen on TikTok who has an OnlyFans channel, mm. and I might follow their channel, or they pop up on my FYP, and they seem like a decent person. And uh, and they've got people in the chat going, well, you have to get a real job, won't you now? <laughs> hey, look, what, what are you trying to, what, what yeah. have you done? What do you think you've done here? I know you think you've done something. You're oh, a little bit, you know, I'm at Europe. You, you fill up shelves at Tesco. And she's making, she, she, she banked 150 grand right. like, mm. last year. And you're smug. What are you smug about? Yeah. Like she just went with it. I've seen that and, and I really, I just don't like that. It's not my business. I'm not your pun. I'm not your customer. So it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I being coerced. I've got a problem with it. Yeah, that's that's the thing with me. It's like as as long as nobody's being hurt, which I I'm pretty certain. Like I, I'm kind of like you, right? I've not been on OnlyFans. I understand. I think I've got a pretty solid understanding of what that platform is like, both from a technical and from a sort of like societal uh, perspective. Uh, like what it does, who it enriches, and and who's actually really making the real money out of it. Um, uh, now I I don't I don't think it's doing anything particularly evil, and I accept that there's probably accusations and question marks over like you know could it be possible for someone to create a profile and then force someone to film themselves and that someone is underage and then you know you end up with this illegal content on the well maybe. But there's ways and controls and means that you could you could absolutely manage that. How many times could you, you, you if that's the get out? Then there's so many different platforms we could all cover that with. Can we? You know, what 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 is perceived as not okay? Because I don't I don't personally. If I flick over to a FY you know on your FYP and you flick over to a ten year old doing what I would perceive as a flirtatious or a Mm. sexualized dance i don't check how well they did it no i'm just like nope i, I press and hold not interested you know i don't want to see that shit whatever your parents but that's just my personal perception of what that is but then again you know and there's not and there might and there's coercion involved yeah it's fine there's also this element which i thought was quite weird i've taken a screenshot of the bbc news because i want to read you mm. a a a um only fans uh 
he happens to be <clears throat> he happens to be on the on the homosexual side of OnlyFans. This young man, right. and he's given this statement to the BBC, where he says, "If you're not allowed to post really explicit content, it's going to be a massive kick in the teeth." There's this massive stigma on sex workers that should not be a thing. So he's already moved himself across into into sex workers. Yeah, we're doing it from the comfort of our own of our own bedrooms. It's given us a living. Absolutely true. It could be getting people off drugs off the streets. Mm. Smack the brakes. We've, <laughs> we've lost our fucking minds. Wait, just whoa. What the what the fuck? Yeah. Whoa. We need to understand opium addiction. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, they'd have sold the fucking computer way before now. Yeah. And that what you've done there is you've tried you've, you've really cleverly tried to eh, yeah. no, that is not the problem. Uh, my qualification to that is I worked in a soup kitchen for three years and I'm telling you no sex worker that I ever work with is on fucking OnlyFans so <clears throat> yeah, fuck off I, I, that feels um, like sort of scraping the barrel I, I, I thought it was a really stupid thing to say I thought you've got a really valid argument you're, you're a valid argument because I think so I think you could say there's age verification in place I assume I said I've never fucking been on there but let's just assume they're using an age verification process for membership yeah. you've got um, verified accounts etc 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 and it's perfectly safe and it's adults doing what if an adult if an, the adult taking the pictures wants to do it and the adult paying the money wants to see it I haven't got a problem with it yeah. don't tell me you're taking you're taking drug addicts uh, the mentally abused and alcoholics off the street, right? And then, and doing that, yeah. you are being a you have changed the rules. You, you've got so many. You've got such a worthwhile debate that you've lost me now. I don't care about you. It's Fuck off. Like it, it's if if you look at it in its sort of non-tech counterpart. Um, I'm sure I could have articulated that sentence better, but um, if you look at if you look at OnlyFans as a platform, like the, the tech representation of a strip pole bar. dancing yeah, yeah exactly right now would you would you shut down a strip bar on the basis that it's possible that an underage girl could get a job there could it is entirely yeah, no. possible that she could exactly. print yeah. off a passport and fake her age yeah. and blah 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 and maybe she just wants to make a shit ton of money and she's 17 not 18 but she's like like you would not shut down a bar on the basis that it's think possible. about the, the weird pornography laws in the UK where you can you can have sex with a vagina when you're 16 yep. but you cannot see a picture of one until you are 18 <laughs> it's my favorite law in the UK yeah like what could I just have a look at one on the internet no why I saw it you want to see what I'll get into definitely not the, the other the other side be old enough to see one the, the other kink uh which is true of UK and US law is like you can't pay a woman to have sex with her unless you've got a camera filming it and you say, oh, totally true, yeah. making a pornography. Making pornography. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's like, like the, the whorehouse laws in the UK. I just think, um, but yeah, exactly in the same reason, though, because we, we're weirdly, I think we actually talked about pole dancing clubs before. Like, I've never been to one because I just find the whole thing really uncomfortable. For the same reasons, I mean, but I'm not. They're good. I, I'm not. They are good fun. But they're also. That's fine. I don't know. Like it, it feels when you go into one of these places, and there is one in Maidenhead, which shocks me to this day that they ever got like <laughs> licensing for a fucking strip bar in the third most expensive place in the country. It's like it's like finding out there's a fucking like 
um What's it called where you put... Nando's in Buckingham Palace. No, no, I was going to say, like, it's like finding out there's a glory hole bar in Henley on Thames. So it's like, like probably how is. did that fucking... It's, like it's got like a velvet... There's like... A bunch of roses <laughs> like... growing from concrete. Like, how did that fucking happen? That's impossible. Um, you basically really just remind me of Mark on Peep Show going, there's that inner, inner monologue where he's in the, in, the, in the pole dancing club and he says, this is disgusting. This shouldn't be illegal. This is exactly what men want and yeah. they shouldn't be allowed to have it yeah but it's a, it's a weird it's it's like a sort of when, when you're in a strip bar when you're in a like sort of pole dancing or lap dancing club it's like you're obviously incredibly interested and you want to look at these big old naked boobs swinging around um but you can't escape the fact that it's not real it's not like it's not a, a real situation where this woman wants to be dancing on you or like, you know, I think it's big having, I often like let to sit back on the ADHD excuse where I'm like, yeah, I totally, I kind of, <clears throat> things that other people do, I kind of like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I used to get dragged to football matches and I'm like, why the fuck is anyone this i don't even get it a bit what the fuck it's so shit doesn't yeah. make any sense and that exactly that though it could be the most beautiful woman in the world to me it could be exactly my type there's no point to it like yeah. it's pointless do you ever listen to uh david cross a stand-up comedian yeah i have done in the past right. yeah. have you heard that bit where he, he talks about stripping going to strip bars and he describes it as like you know it's like you're fucking starving and you sit down at a table and somebody like shows you a steak and then, and then you just go like, Oh wow. That's a really succulent looking piece of, yeah. Okay. I'll, de I'll definitely have it. And then they're like, ah, ah, ah. Like, no. yeah. I'll say never been like, I just, I am, I've always thought I'd like the anti lad. I could just completely fuck up everybody else's time. Like, why are we here? I don't get it. Can we go? Yeah. I'm really bored. <laughs> Can it's, we leave? Yeah, it's something you grow out of for sure. Like I, I have absolutely oh, no appetite to go to a strip bar. Any like when I was in my twenties, I was like, yeah, let's go to the honey pot. Yeah, it's it's open late. That was a great fucking bonus, especially for Maidenhead. Um, and then there's boobs and oh wow, yeah, let's get a, let's get a <laughs> lap dancing. And then it's like you know you you get to thirty. And you just I like, agree. I totally agree. Like you're like tap out. I'm out. Yeah. Whatever the fuck this is, I'm out. Like uh, I've been <clears throat> when you're out with. We said this before. As well, going out with single mates, like the the perpetually not not like a new, you know, not a mate who's just been through a shitty divorce or something like that. Like your mate who's you never known who have a girlfriend. Yeah. Like it's the most. It's the worst night of the whole thing. Like, they'll do stuff like that. They'll kind of go, like, you sat in a pub. I said, I'm 40, and I'm in a pub with my mate, and he'll go, he'll go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah let's go over, fuck them. Why? <laughs> like, what is the point? Yeah. What are you doing? Like, we're 40-year-old men. If you want to, just go and say, oh, hi. <laughs> do you know what it is? Like, I, I think for me, and, and it sounds like for you, um, I, I weigh up the the personal sort of shame, like the reflection. Fact. I sort of, I, I like final destination into the following day where I'm like, oh God, when I look back on this, I'll just, like, and it's like the shame of it is up here and and then the, the, the 
momentary pleasure that I might see like some boobs or or a fanny is like down here like oh wow like i saw that and and now it's over and now i have to fucking deal with the shame for the rest of the week till my mind gets bored of really weird right so <clears throat> so you've got that so you've got as you say there's shame is way up here and there's this and then there's you know boobs and fannies and stuff is here but then other stuff is the exact opposite way like <clears throat> i could be like um like the next day, someone might go, <laughs> do you remember in that restaurant last night and that guy was really loudly talking about how there was too many immigrants in the UK and you just stood up and said, fuck yourself, you cunt. And then you sat down and you were like, <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> like, there's no shame at all. I don't care. Like, it's fine. Yeah. I wasn't arrested. But then I there's... was at a park. I was at a bar. My mate, I totally forgot this. Loads of us were in this bar. bar. We decided we were going to meet up. I booked the tables at like 22 people. <clears throat> met up. And my friend said, um, it didn't seem until a couple of weeks later. And I said, do you, have a good, do you have a good time? And he went, yeah, that barbecue place. I really like the food. And I went, yeah, good, good. And he said, the only bit I didn't like is when we had to order the food, when we had to get actually get the order done. Uh, the guy who got up and said, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Because we, we hadn't hired the whole top of the restaurant. Other people who were having a nice meal, um, you could see in their face, they felt they kind of ruined their night. And I went, who did that? And he went, you fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the waitress was going to go around and go, I just want to get the light. And it was really getting on my nerves. Yeah. And so I just got up and went, shut the fuck up. But then that, Sorry, that's, that's like the opposite of a sort of, you know, when we were talking earlier about like, you know, everyone's been a, a tip when they've been pissed but like that's like the op that, that's something i would wake up the next day i'd be like cool <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fucking, i rocked the that other, night the other one i've had from the same mate as well he said um he's scottish he's lovely and he said um i said a oh, good time last night and he went yeah i was a bit weird when you hugged the waiter and i went hug the waiter i didn't hug a waiter yeah. and he went all right when that indian you hug the waiter I said, do think so? I wouldn't hug away, yeah? No? And he went, hey, John, you fucking hugged the waiter. And I went, no. And then I went, was he little? And he said, hey. I said, he was about five foot. And he went, hey. And I went, yeah, drunk John loves little people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. I just picked up the waiter for a laugh. I like the idea that, that you're drunk, you. It's different. Like, like, have you seen that meme that goes around where they say, like, look, if you've got a problem with drunk, like drunk aid, if you've got a problem with yeah. drunk aid, then take it out with drunk aid because uh, it's not me. <laughs> not right. my problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I always think, like, things I've done are never, like, I've never, never, never been aggressive. Just not, like, never, no. whatever to drink, never aggressive at all. Uh, never, um, never oddly sexual to people. Just generally, like, most of the time the hand breaks off. But if I've had two or three triggers, like, there was a handbrake. Yeah. What? When did that happen? I've got lippy before, and I've got into trouble for it, uh, and, and started fights. If I'm honest, there's 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 been commotion before, uh, but I also feel like you know, like I I'm not without faults. I have I've I've fucked things up before, and I've said the wrong thing at the wrong time, and I've started problems that really did not need to be started. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. But 
part of getting older, I think, especially as a man, is sort of maturing and understanding and reflecting on that shit and being like, right, I'm just going to try and be better. Like, there, there was a scene in the movie, um, I forget which which fucking film it was now, but where they were, they were saying, maybe it was a, like a, an hard like, interview with somebody where they were like, they were asking them to look back on their er the earlier version of themselves. And uh, the guy... I think it was an interview with the guy, actually. Uh, and he had done, like, loads of sort of shameful stuff that he was really ashamed of. And, um, and they said, like, you know, do you ever sort of think back and, you know, does it cause you problems? Do you, um, uh, you know, do you obsess over the past, etc.? Um, and he was like, no, like, I just sort of look at that as, you know, that was a person that I was. And I don't have to be that person. Like, I, I can literally just, like, the day after some shit happened, I can just go, like, I did that, and now I'm not going to do that anymore. Like, no, I'm not that guy. Um, and I, it's, it's worse if your wife is offended and you weren't at all. <laughs> like, my wife has told me of my behaviour that I before, and I'm like, fucking rolling. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit. It's worse. That's amazing. Is it have you done that? Even you, worse. You hit a good it's even TikTok worse. trend. If you... If you do some shit that your wife is offended by, that you're not, that all of your mates celebrate you for doing, like I did something. Um, like this, like, and I'm really, really any any lady watching. Mm. There was no sexual intent to this. It was literally a joke. Uh, we were at a party, me and my wife, and we were having a shit party. Uh, like it was really, really bad. Didn't know anybody else at the party, and they weren't those kind of people who didn't want to. They, they didn't want to mingle. You're like, oh, kind of. What did you do for a living? And it was like one syllable answers. You know, shell. Okay. Uh, do you like the food? Yes, excellent. Like there's just nothing. So we yeah. just stood there. We were quite bored. And it was my one of my well, basically my best female friend, Nick. It was her party, and I've known her for twenty years. And she walked past holding a tray, and I was drunk, and for no reason at all, I've always been able to, this is nothing, this is like, this is the, the most fucking 80s, 90s reference ever. I could undo a bra with one hand, like, no problem at all. And as she walked Excellent past... Excellent brag. Let me just throw that <laughs> As she walked past with the tray, I undid her bra. Right. Because I thought... That's quite funny. Yeah. No idea why. She was walking past the tray, and I leant over and undid a bra. I was in trouble for a week. Now, obviously, because that's basically assault. I'm so sorry. Not with her. Yeah. Nick was like, you fucking wanker. My wife was like, Mortified. what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, she wasn't facing us. She was facing the other way, etc., etc. She just went somewhere, put the tray down, put, did her bra back up. But I have no idea why yeah. that was. To it. And my head thought, that'll be amazing. Then I said, no, yeah. You should, I mean, you've actually made me think of a put it on TikTok a, a, You should put it on OnlyFans. That's your USP. <laughs> I'll t I'll show you how to do this shit, guys. Yeah, no woman will ever care. And it's not explicit either, so you wouldn't get banned. Probably, it might be horrendously misogynistic and like, like it it's the sort of thing that they would charge for in like the sort of pickup artist sort of thing. But maybe that's I don't I know. Like, I don't know how the vape channel is going like, for I you. But... Was, I was twenty three, probably twenty three. I reckon about that. Most twenty three year old guys can. Oh, what a fucking knob. Like, yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, there's, a, there's a trend at the moment on TikTok. I don't, have you seen the talking to your 15-year-old self? No, but I'd love to do that. Oh, it was a good trend. I oh, see. I was actually... Here we go. We're going to drop the tone. No, it's not drop the tone. Change the tone. So the idea is 
uh, there's this um i don't know the track i'm really sorry there's this track and uh, it, it comes on so you know it's that one yeah and you do suits angles and it'd be like i'm you from 16 i'm you right now right. i'm 40 yeah 16 year old self and 16 year old self asks questions like uh you know like um do we get to go out with the girl yeah yep you know and how how does this go how's that go and um it's, it's really really weird like 15 year old me i sounds really really stupid i kind of don't want to talk to 15 year old me not because right because it's so much shit yeah. like 50 year old me was having such a bad time like such an awful fucking time um like bullied like fuck at school like terrible fucking home life and i it's like there's no fucking words for that mm-hmm. like if you like i really sweet i've seen other people do these things like oh have we got kids now or like have you got a girlfriend and i'm like yeah but this is like talking to 15 year old me it's like <laughs> yeah are we alive and i'm like yeah, yeah weird as fuck yeah you're alive and you're not in jail this is crazy like uh, and um and uh i kept um i was saying to friends of mine the other day in a group chat i said my problem is with it i just don't want to end up with just a video of me ugly crying <laughs> like it's no and nobody learns anything from that it's like really really shit like yeah. I, I so i've not seen i've not been in my dad's house since i was i was 18 years old i walked out of my dad's house on my 18th birthday i um I kind of packed my shit and I was like thinking uh, I met, like everybody else was like, Oh, you know, they're 18 today. And they were kind of like, uh, you know, mates were turn 18. They were going down the pub or they were trying to like, first legal drink. And all that. Yeah. I was just thinking I can leave this fucking house and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Like it's just done now. I legally can as an adult. So the first thing that does it is going to be this. So the last thing I ever said to my stepmother to her face was fuck you but brilliantly she made it better because i said fuck you and she said what did you say and i got (laughs) there and went fuck you right and then she screeched and and ran out of the and and ran downstairs and um and that's the last time i've been in my parents at my dad's house and that was sort of 22 years ago so it's like, no, I don't want to talk to 15-year-old me because it's just, it's too shit. Like, it's I so bad. It. Yeah, yeah. You'll fail every exam, kid. Like, there's, there's no, this doesn't, this doesn't go. I what do think, you think? I think you get an eight-star in drama, listen up. <laughs> that is your, you are going to smash drama. Th- oh, fuck. I think if I, like, there's, there's, obviously there's some stuff that I would like to say to 15-year-old me and, and sort of reassure him that, uh, self-confidence or lack of success with girls or or um you know yeah right but it's like i i feel like if you put that stuff on tiktok if you say this is the stuff i'd say to 15 year old me i feel like there's a real narcissistic thing where it's like oh actually what you want to be able to say is well, look at me, guys. I'm 40, and this is what I've got. I've got this, and I've got that. Like... The other bit, some of them are narcissistic, and you kind of get rid of them. Some of them are just, like, heart-wrenching. Like, uh, like uh, Megan's just said in chat, you know, just, like, those TikToks make me ugly cry. A few of them have totally caught me sideways. Like, you're watching it, you just think... I'd like to do a... In fact, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to do a, like, sort of ironic, like, 
upend. I'd already got my, one. Like my fifteen-year-old self. Fifteen-year-old self is like, so oh, am I going to become like a grunge superstar? And I'm just going <laughs> to yeah. be me sat on like a curb drinking whiskey, going like, nope. Like, am, <laughs> am I going to fall in love? Am I going to have children? No, no, not so much. No. Uh, um, where where am I living? In a hostel, like just really dark. Like <laughs> the other thing is as well. Like I uh, really really sweetly, my niece. So my niece is like twenty seven, and uh, I'm always uh, and uh, um, she'll ask me questions sometimes. And I really like the question. I like it when it normally be after like like she'll be asking me about something else, and then she'll think. Uncle John will answer this. And so she'll ask me a question that, that no adult would ever answer. Like, like that you just wouldn't answer. Well, I'll just go, yep, no problem at all. Yeah. So I was the most awkward looking fucking kid ever. So I always had this face uh, and I had a sort of like, Andrew and Ridgely hair. <laughs> yeah, always. But I had an Andrew Ridgely kind of side parting, like with a huge quiff, for no reason. It wasn't even fashion. Awkward. That sounds fucking devilishly handsome. Wham, wham <laughs> were handsome kids, man. <laughs> it really was. And I had like 50, um, like, and I had uh, like f- like friendship bracelets, because if a girl said, you know, can I make you a friendship bracelet? I was like, she might touch me. <laughs> like, I know. Yes. I love like, the, I just agreed to it. The total misinterpretation. Like she, it, she's literally saying, will you be my friend? And you're like, <laughs> maybe she wants to fuck me. <laughs> like, no, yeah. friends, 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 friends. <laughs> so I'd have like 50 fucking. And the other thing is, uh, like, I've got a younger stepbrother and an older brother. So my older brother was always a little bit taller than me, two years older than me. But my little brother is, my little brother's now six foot five. It's fucking massive. So I had hand-me-ups and hand-me-downs. Like, there was at no point did I get new clothes. Like, this was never happening. Yeah. It was an impossibility that I was going to get new clothes. So I always had, like, shirts that I was going to grow into and trousers that <laughs> any day now they're going to, like, kick in. So it always looks as awkward as fuck. And I always think, trying to explain that, when I've seen these videos, I think, there's no explanation for that. Yeah. Like, there's no explanation for this shit. Like, it, and then, kind of, does it get better really soon? <laughs> Listen, you leave home, oh, great. And then I live in a brilliant flat. No, you live in a shit hole. <laughs> and I've got loads of money. <laughs> no, you accumulate debt for like six years on really cool stuff. Weirdly, no. It just, you just, you just owe just, people thousands of pounds for no reason. Yeah, you just chug along the capitalist fucking <laughs> avenue that everyone don't like. This is yeah. the thing. But like, good news: forty. Your wife's hotter than you are, and you own a house, and you owe no one any money. But that's the good news now. But there is a lot of shit behind me. Like this is a fucking nightmare. Enjoy. Our our lives are so in parallel. I'm like, like I'm forty years old, and <laughs> my girlfriend, not my wife, uh, but my girlfriend is hotter than I am. I love it when people tell me it's really funny. You're punching up, and I'm not. Why the fuck would I punch down? You dumb shit. Yeah, and I don't owe anyone any money aside from the mortgage. Um, Yeah. uh, So I guess on paper, like if I were talking to my 15 year old self, I would. It would be quite a positive conversation, but it'd be a weird one because I think at 15 I really thought I was going to be some sort of rock star. It was only when I got older that I thought it's it's quite sad in a way that. 
rock stars tend to be even though music is like an aural sonic experience it rock stars tend to be incredibly good looking <laughs> like, like like model-esque looking yes and uh I, I, and so like if i look back to my 15 year old self and i say like you're not like no like you're just you're not a Gavin Rossdale from Bush. Yeah, but you you don't want to tell him like like yeah no just no one's noticed like it's gonna be yeah, yeah. fuck you're, like that's my blossom. problem. It's too... You'll blossom, mate. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, I did. I definitely grew into my face. Like yeah. I remember being I was about uh, twenty and I was in a bar and this girl who everybody liked at school just never even understood it. She had a strong jaw. That I will say. Definitely a girl. Right. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but she didn't know. She, I was at a bar and she wandered over and she was trying to start a conversation. And I thought, <laughs> what actually dawned on me wasn't, oh my God, that hot girl from school is talking to me. Yeah. It was, I'm such a non-entity that I spent five fucking years, like, you know, like within 10 feet of this yeah. now woman. And she doesn't know who the fuck I am. Yeah. So like at all, and she went, she went, she kind of like got a drink. Like, I'm just going to pretend she didn't do this, but just to kind of make the point and give it some theatrics. She went, "What are you drinking?" And the only thing I could do for younger me, yeah. I went like this: "Fuck off." Really? <laughs> she, yeah. Honestly, I just owned it. Just in that minute, I was like, "Fuck off!" Like you are such a horrifying person. <laughs> You just didn't even give a shit. You don't care. I, like you're so vacuous that yeah. I could. Like it didn't matter. If she'd have just said, "Oh, John, how are you?" It would have changed the whole dynamic. But she didn't know who I was. At yeah. All. And I was like, "Fuck! I can't even be asked. I can't even be asked to have sex with you because you're such a dreadful human." Fuck off away from me. I thought she you were going to say she looked at you, stroked her glass. She said, like, what, what, what are you drinking? And then you looked at her and went, oh, I've still got your friendship bracelet. <laughs> You'd be like, what? Huh? Did I give you a friendship bracelet? That would have yeah, been amazing. I love she you. She wasn't one of the friendship bracelets. <laughs> but it was just such a, like, a moment of, like, 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 it was a real awareness. Like, <clears throat> like, that, that shitty, awkward like kid you were really fucking horrible to all the time any opportunity yeah like if someone was like if one of the like other lads was like i'm gonna kick the shit out of john later then she was like oh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah it's and, funny I, I and like, it, it really what? like it, it plants a seed in your brain as well doesn't it because it's like there were there were girls like that, that at my school where even now as a 40 year old man with a look i don't want to brag but an okay job and some some vague semblance of financial security you know i'm not i've still got a mortgage and shit i've got to i have to earn money to survive but um you know i'm i'm doing okay i'm quite comfortable um and yet still now if i went into a bar in maidenhead and one of those same girls from my school was there and if they looked at me like I was a piece of shit, it would cut so deep. Really? I, I would like, oh, oh I feel no, so I'd bad about myself. Straight away. Really? I would. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of don't like. I remember I laughed. This is so awful as well. It was one of the kids I was. I, my wife got really angry with me. <clears throat> we were in a pub. 
It's a really oddest thing. We were in our hometown and we went to this pub and uh, they got a karaoke night. I don't really like karaoke nights. I find them ironically funny, but I, I don't really care. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not one of those people like, yay! Yeah. Crowd, crowd. Oddly, I quite like being given the mic. Yeah. Like, John, can you take the evening? Happy to do it. Yeah. John, crowd participation. I'm not, I don't want to join in. Yeah. I have no, no interest in that at all. It's either everyone's fucking looking at me or I don't care. I, <laughs> I, I get that. Yeah, mind. I get that. Fucking. So we went to this bar and a guy I went to school with started singing. I, weirdly, I'll never forget this. He started singing the B-52s Love Shack with his missus. And he was in about my level social status at school. Midway through the song, yeah. he recognised me in the crowd and then sung the song at me. Like, literally. Right. He was going to go in, love shack, baby, love shack, like, right in my face. And my wife's going, do you know that bloke? And I went, yeah. Sort um, of. 15 years ago, kind of. Yeah. And So that was quite weird. And then a school bully came in with his girlfriend and she was a fucking pig. Right, and it made me laugh. My <laughs> that was what I got in trouble for. I was laughing uncontrollably. I had to go to the toilet and just laugh. Like, I was couldn't stop laughing. She was so... She was, like, barely 18. And, yeah. like... You could she'd see she was actually irritating him just with her presence. Oh and I God. loved it so much that I couldn't stop laughing. It was really, really funny. Just the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. Oh, mate. Oh dear, I'll tell you a funny story actually, just to to close off because we've been chatting for a while now, man. Um, uh, I I so at my school there was a guy. Uh, uh, there were two main bullies. There's one guy called Jack, we'll call him, and the other right. guy was called uh, Jeff, we'll call him. And Jeff was uh, a good-looking kid, and he would go out with all of the super pretty girls and he was very athletic as these kids tend to be <laughs> yeah. uh, and when he walked down the like corridor with sort of like beta male types like me he would just fucking boot us in the shins just right in the shins and then <laughs> we'd sake. fucking drop to the floor like clutching our shins you know like a, a fucking rodney king beating almost like just a bang like straight on the floor and then when you look back to see who this person is that's done this to you you would just see this sort of like this bully's face this jeff face just kind of go like oh don't cry like that and you'd just be like oh my god i can't even cry oh my god this is terrible and it like and everyone's looking at you going like what the fuck are you gonna do are you gonna defend yourself at all like are you are you shitting me look at me you think i'm gonna try to beat up jeff are you insane um and so he would do this to a, a bunch of people and um uh and then school finished and here's here's the thing that i actually would say to my 15 year old self it's like it's not it's not forever like this is yeah, such yeah. a short period of, of time of life i know it's incredibly uh damaging and i know it's uh like sort of formative and, and all of that and it's when you get into the music that you're going to love forever and ever but at the same time it's like you know it's like 13 to 16 is not a huge amount of time no 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 i do agree and yeah. and so then i left and these 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 guys that play that role within every single uh i was about to say comprehensive school like state school i'm sure it happens at private schools also mm -hmm. but um in my state school it was 
like there, there were these two guys and as soon as school finished that was it their life was over like, yeah, yeah i think one you, of did, them went a, you off... did a tiktok on this i think yeah I did i them... yeah i think you, I... I think if you didn't you definitely should well, like one yeah. of them went off and then just worked on a building site and yeah um you know good luck to him i hope he really really loves that but it, it really <laughs> like i i i mean secretly i hope he lie. ends up in a forklift accident or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> i do i truly do but like, yeah, I agree. but like and then the other guy um moved off to canada right and here's where it gets kind of weird so he moved off to canada with his family um and then he entered the canadian school system and then things changed for him and he became a like he was always athletic uh and he became some sort of like professional like personal trainer and like he was involved in soccer practice and this and that then he came back to the uk by this point i had talked fucking shit about him <laughs> like all over the internet um in my beta male pathetic like ha, this will show him sort of way good man um thanks and uh yeah felt good felt good at the time uh and then i went back to my hometown one weekend and i went into this nightclub <clears throat> called smoky joe's and i go up to the bar and my mate says uh, yeah, that guy over there, the red hair, wants to talk to you. So I go over. It's not him. I go over to him, and he goes, right. "Yeah, um, Jeff's back from Canada, and uh, he knows the shit that you wrote about him on. It was like um, it's before Facebook. <laughs> it was that uh, Friends Reunited. <laughs> that was it. Oh, Friends Reunited. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, he saw Where's the shit. Where's Jack? I hope he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the shit I said about him, and uh, he goes, he's not happy. And I just went like, I went, I don't give a fuck. And this is like, this is like my moment that you were sort of, you know, tapping yeah, into yeah. a minute ago. I just went, do you know what? I don't give a fuck because if he beats the shit out of me, it just shows that he's still the same fucking loser that he was like 10 years ago yeah, yeah, at exactly. that time. And uh, I said, and if he doesn't, like, I'm happy to have a conversation with him, like tell him to come over. And um, so I go up to the, the bar and I'm ordering my, they did these things, tequila, vodka, Red Bull, like all together. And I, I'm waiting there for my TVRs. And such a responsible drink. Yeah. We were such good people. Yeah. Any meaningful conversation with two previous adversaries was always fueled by TVRs. Let's, let's, not, let's not forget that. So I go to the bar and I'm waiting for my TVRs. And then I'm just suddenly acutely aware of this guy, very handsome, <laughs> athletic guy, right next to me, right fucking next to me. As though it was written in a in a movie or so, like oh of course they're yeah. going to end up at the bar next to each other, and uh, and I just like looked slightly to, oh oh fuck and like <laughs> like dead ahead like looking at the optics and everything. This guy like taps me on the shoulder and he goes, um, "You're right." I went, "Yeah, all right." And he goes, "Do you know who I am? <laughs> do, you, do you know who I am?" So I, I am. said, "Yeah, you're Jeff." Do you know and he goes, <laughs> yeah, take my G my TV. Please take my friendship bracelets. Uh, and uh, he goes, uh, you he goes, do you know who I am? I said, yeah, you're Jeff. And he goes, uh, he goes, yeah, look, I want to talk to you about that Friends Reunited shit that you said. And uh, I said, uh, all right. And I thought, here it comes. Here it fucking comes. He's just going to lamp me right in the face. Yeah. And he goes, it, it was a really weirdly insightful conversation for somebody who used to be this sort of brainless bully in my mind. It like yeah. He just goes like, uh, look, when I was at, at First Platt was my school. And he goes, uh, when I was at First Platt, I was a fucking idiot. I was a complete no-hoper. And I really lashed out. 
and that school was fucking dog shit for people like me i wasn't academic i didn't achieve anything and so then i just threw myself into sports and i had no interest in anything else the only way that i felt that i could actually make a mark or leave a mark or or show the world anything was by being this sort of overly athletic macho fucking idiot and he goes and as soon as i left here and i went to canada my entire life turned around and i trained and now i'm a personal trainer and he was like and my life's going really good and he was like so if you're happy to leave all that shit behind then i am too and it was so like so fucking that's, weird exactly that's owning it isn't it yeah i did i got just got really really fast I happened to be in a bar, pal. It's like 40, eight years ago, I was in a bar. And um, my old PE teacher walked in. And he was like the PE teacher that everybody liked. You know, you got all those people who were cunts, like just awful fucking people. They were that bully older. And they were fucking, like, had awful, like, just terrible. I remember I got in trouble once because the teacher said to me, I'd forgot my PE kit for the thousandth time. And he said, What are you going to do with your life? And I said, what's it got to do with you? You're a PE teacher. <laughs> and he said, if I ever see you outside school, I'm going to beat you up. Which is just like, yeah. you're not a reasonable human. Yeah. But anyway, so his name was Mr. Litherland, and he was an Australian teacher. And he kind of thought he was quite cool. Yeah. And we were sat down, we were all sat down, we were all having a laugh, and Mr. Litherland, like years later, like 15, 16 years later, and he said, uh, he said, that's the thing is, right, I'm going to do a really bad fucking Australian accent now. He said, uh, <clears> the <throat> thing at school was that everybody knew I was a really nice guy and, you know, just got on. He was telling my wife this. And I went, That's much. No. And he went, Right. And I said, What are you doing at the moment? And he said, oh, I'm chief in charge of this thing. It's called, uh, it was called, like, there's some bullshit government thing at the time. It's called, like, uh, Bullies, like, sort of like Bullies No. I'm doing something called like bullies know where I go into to schools on a kind of show bully. I said, uh, so you stop sticking up for him. <laughs> and he went, sorry. And I said, because what you used to do was make the bullies the, like, of the team. Okay, guys, we're going to split into two groups. Going to get a, a big fat Jeff. Jeff, come over here because everybody fucking loves you and you fucked everybody in the school. And Jack, because you fucked the other half. Okay, now pick who's the coolest people in the school. Make sure you get John last because he's a fucking cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. Like, there's John and there's the kid who eats pencils. <laughs> like at the end, one, two, there's me. And I remember I was playing a basketball, we were playing a basketball match. And <clears throat> and I'm okay at basketball. I'm not great at basketball, but I'm all right. And um, I'd kind of, I, I was, I'd made a run to, for, for, a, for a basket. And this fucking guy kicked my legs away, just, just totally kicked my legs away. And I went down like a sack of shit. And I, but I got up thinking, well, it's foul, so at least I've got a fucking shot from the foul line. And Mr. Litherland's there like, fucking, what the fuck is that ceiling made of? <laughs> like, yeah. fucking, and this guy's off with the ball. And like, because I'm like 15, like, fuck you. This is this is a fucking ridiculous. How can we put this? It's not fair. This is really just, there's no sportsmanship in yeah. this. So I just thought the next time he gets the ball, I'm going to fucking murder him. <laughs> That's the only way we can do this. So Adam, no, oh, obviously said his name, don't care, whatever. Adam gets the ball and makes a run for it. So I don't care about the ball anymore. Yeah. I just care about Adam. So I ran behind him, kicked his legs away. As he hit the floor, I kicked him in the chin as he hit the floor. And then I got sent off for the rest of the lesson. But I was like, yeah. worth it. I just don't care. And I told, I said this story to Mr. Litherland and, I, and he went... Right. 
I was, but the thing is, you see, your your misty memory of you being this advocate, this great bunny guy, is just not true. Everybody thought you were cool because you were basically just another one of those pricks. And he was just like, yeah. Does anybody want another round? Do you think <laughs> that'd be great? Do you think they really do think they are great educators and and inspiring Some teachers, do. or no, do you think no. they? deliberately whitewash it i i think it's, it's kind of i think the really truly brilliant ones don't know because oddly <clears throat> i was in a business meeting and a, a lady came in i thought i recognized him somewhere but nothing really clear mm. and then um it was one of those business meetings where uh, it, <clears throat> i was sort of chairing the meeting uh, and this lady was the uh chairman of a heritage group and she was trying to um cajole me into letting the, the, the heritage group do something. I was just quite happy with it. And then somebody said, well, this is Beverly. Then suddenly it clicked that she was my drama teacher. Oh, right. She was my favourite teacher. She was just a fuck face. Like, she was awful. She'd go from zero to 100 immediately. But she didn't do it. If you weren't putting any effort in, she'd kill you. Anyway, the, the meeting ended, and I said, and I said, Mrs. Boyce. And she went, oh, God. John, it's just great. It's just great. It's just great. And I said, and I said, you were my favourite teacher at school. And she went, I was an arsehole. And I went, no, you really weren't. She went, I was. She used to do it on purpose. Yeah. She'd go in every day and be a fuckface. And she knew she was a fuckface. She was like, and... But it sort of comes back to like what I was saying earlier. Like, if you know, if there's some self-awareness there, then it's like, there's like... She knew she had to do it. To get, to get the best out of yeah. you, she had to be a horrible. And so she was just going to do it. She was just going to take it and fucking burn you. Like, she would just... You'd finish a piece in drama and you'd go... And she'd go... You were happy with that? <laughs> yeah. You were happy with that bullshit? And, like, yeah. and I said to her, like... <laughs> like I was like, uh, I've been... I'm like, I do this, I do this, I do this. And without you... Like, she gave me... Like, everything I got from school was from this woman. Just like... Oh, you can fucking own. Like, it doesn't mean... It, it, if you think you can fucking own it, you will own it. Like, you can just walk into a room and take it. doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. She gave me that. Like, just told Anyway, we've kept everybody up for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, man. We need to uh, we need to wrap this up. Thank you so much for joining me again, though, John. And um, if, if anyone's uh, tuning this that is not following John, then um, definitely find him on TikTok. John Left of the Countryside. Uh, are you on any other socials that you want to shout out? No, uh, just <laughs> not that I want to Just TikTok, um, just TikTok. Uh, cool. Okay. Well, look, I'm going to be uh, releasing this on uh, iTunes and Spotify tomorrow. I'm going to be setting up a Patreon uh, exclusive sort of early release situation soon. So if you want to get involved in that, then go to Patreon slash, uh, sorry, Patreon.com/slash Aid Thompson. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back again next weekend. I'm not sure if it'll be Friday night or Saturday night yet, but very, very strong likelihood that next weekend I'll be talking to a journalist about uh, the housing crisis um, and specifically around some of the cladding issues that have uh, awesome. engulfed the um, the Grenfell Inquiry and, uh, and, and some of the struggles that uh, flat owners in London have, have found themselves coming up against. So I think that's going to be really interesting. So definitely worth tuning in for. Um, in the meantime... Thanks for having we'll, me. Yeah, we'll catch up with you. We'll, me and John will both catch up with you all, I'm sure, on TikTok and or Twitter for me. 
and uh, yeah have a wonderful sunday tomorrow and week okay bye now guys <laughs> okay guys bye <laughs> see you later bye bye now bye see you everybody